Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. On July 11th, 1979, the American space station Skylab disintegrates. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. Okay, first, a personal confession. It's one that my son, who's much smarter than I am, finds particularly amusing. It was the summer of 1979. I had just turned 10. I was a camper at Macaulay Day Camp in Chattanooga, Tennessee, a kind of feeder program for Macaulay School, the secondary school I was to attend. In those days, there was a large man-made lake on the campus. As an odd child, I followed the news and the nation had been told that Skylab, the first space station, was about to crash to Earth. And I was convinced that it might well strike the Macaulay Lake in East Tennessee. It didn't, but here's the story of that day. We have ignition sequence has started. Six, five, four, three, one, zero. Skylab had launched in 1973. It was NASA's effort to advance beyond the Apollo lunar missions, itself remarkable so soon after the 1969 landing on the moon. There had been technical issues from the beginning, and several teams of astronauts had been aboard for six total months in the middle of the decade. Without a space shuttle to reboost it, experts report, Skylab faltered and NASA began to assess what a disintegrating space station might look like. It's unreported whether they ever worried about it striking Tennessee. Here is how Time magazine reported the moment. With varying degrees of fear, anger, and fascination, but mostly with a detached kind of bemusement, the world this week awaits an unprecedented event. The fiery fall of the largest machine man has ever hurled into space, The American Skylab vehicle, nine stories tall and weighing 77.5 tons, is expected to slip into the Earth's upper atmosphere, then disintegrate into a celestial shower of flaming metal, as spectacular as any of last week's 4th of July fireworks displays. Somewhere, probably at sea, ten fragments, each weighing a thousand pounds or more, will crash to Earth at speeds of up to 270 miles per hour, with the force of a dying meteor. Thus will be observed, after a series of miscalculations, the tenth anniversary of man's proudest achievement in space, the walk on the moon. Officials of the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, which conceived and launched Skylab six years ago, took comfort in the mathematics of probabilities. Some 500 fragments of the huge space workshop will be dispersed over an area 4,000 miles long and 100 miles wide, a scattering that the scientists call, with anthropomorphic archness, Skylab's footprint. Moreover, on each of Skylab's 90-minute orbits of the Earth, nearly 67 minutes, or 75%, is spent over water. What all that means, NASA's statisticians contend, is that the chance of any remnant striking a human being is only 1 in 152. The probability of any specific person being struck 
is 1 in 600 billion, far less than the chance of being hit by a bolt of lightning or winning a lottery. That was the Time report. In the end, much of Skylab fell into the Indian Ocean, though Western Australia did see debris and famously sent NASA a citation for $400 for littering. I was safe. Space exploration would go on. But the crash was emblematic of the era, a time when institutions seemed incommensurate with the challenges of the age. Time reported that New Hampshire attorney John Algren advertised free legal services for people hit by falling pieces of Skylab outside his Portsmouth office. But he saw a serious side to the event, too. People feel at the mercy of forces they cannot control, he explained. That sounds awfully familiar. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge and Chris Basil. Production assistance and operations by Andy Jaskowitz, Adam Macias, and Kelly Rafferty. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.